Welcome back to the Torchbearers Podcast, where we are carrying the testimonies of Jesus from generation to generation to uncover the depths of God's nature, character, and values. We pray that in each episode, the Holy Spirit inspires greater expectation of God's active presence in our lives. In Christ, we are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the Father and receive the good things He has for us. Let's jump in. Awesome. Welcome back to the Torchbearers podcast. Today we are so excited to have some awesome friends in the booth with us. First and foremost, we have our co-producer or co-host and producer. She's really a co-producer too. She just does everything. But it's Lauren again. What's up everybody? (laughs) And we have our VIP for the day, Clara. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so I am so excited to get to introduce my friend Clara. We met several years ago at Canacut Camps and then became fast friends in one of our major classes that we had together. And what I can tell you about Clara is first and foremost, she's a prayer warrior. She is one who anyone can text at any time and she will pray um, fervently for them. And secondly, uh, I love hearing her story. I remember the first time I heard it, we were sitting in World Cup Cafe and I was just captivated by the love of God and by how Clara just uh, shines her story for him and for his glory. And she is just one of the most steadfast and best friends I've ever met. So without further ado, I get to introduce Clara to you. Hello, everyone. That is quite the introduction. I'm just going to have Warren introduce me for all of my things (laughs) from here on out. Um, But my name's Clara. I currently live in Dallas. I'm pursuing my master's in professional counseling right now. And I'm literally about to start counseling people in just a couple months. So I am very, very excited about it. Um, But a little bit about me. I'm originally from Houston, grew up in Houston, lived in a smaller town called Tyler my sophomore through senior year of high school. Like Lauren said, went to Baylor, got to meet Lauren at a summer camp and got to know her through the both of us going to Baylor. Met my husband at Baylor. Obviously, he's a huge part of my life. Love him. If you ever hear me talk about him, I'm literally obsessed with him. But he's just the sweetest and best person I know. So we got to get married a few months back. And yeah, it's been sweet since. Awesome. We are so excited. I mean, with Lauren's introduction, I don't think I could be, uh, have any more anticipation for what you're about to share with (laughs) us. So would you share now a testimony of how God has shown up for you? Yeah. So like I said, I grew up in Houston and I grew up with my older sister. She's about six years older than me. And then my mom and dad And then long story short, when I was about 13, my parents got divorced. It was, at least from my perception as a 13-year-old, it was incredibly sudden, was not expecting it. Um, But my mom ended up filing for a divorce against my dad. My mom ended up moving out and just candidly not being a super big part of the picture. And I always say this when I talk about my mom. I love my mom. She's still a part of my life to this day. And so when I talk about my story, there's never any ill will towards any family member. And I feel like it's very important to just emphasize that. So all that being said, though, my mom ended up leaving and moving a few hours away from me. I was still living in Houston at the time. My sister's six years older than me. So she was graduating high school when my parents got divorced. And ended up going to college the year after. And so it was just, 
I think for the first time, it was I was just very lonely. And that's the first time that I can ever really just remember that true feeling of just despair and loneliness, which as a 13-year-old, I mean, you're a teenager, so much is going on in life in general. So to add that was just a lot. And I grew up in the church, but I church hopped a lot. And so while I did grow up in church, I was never really until I got to college, I never really was like at a consistent church. The longest I've ever been at a church was three years during my upbringing. Um, so I knew about God, but God had just never been described to me as just personal and loving um, and just abundant in his generosity and grace. And so for me, the only view I had of God at that point was, you know, God sent Jesus on this earth um, to live like a perfect life, died for our sins, rose again three days later, and he's there, loves you. But also if you mess up, like God's just very angry at you. Like that really was my depiction of God. Um, and so at 13, going through that very just kind of lonely time in my life, I really didn't know what to do other than just praying. And I remember my dad worked a lot, so I stayed at home a lot by myself. And I remember specifically probably like fall of like 2013, my parents' divorce had like just been finalized. Um, and I just remember kneeling down and just not really knowing how to pray and just literally just started talking to God. Um, and that was truly, I think, my first experience. And I just remember um, praying and just having this overwhelming sense of peace just kind of wash over me. And the Lord just so clearly put it on my heart, like as a 13-year-old in that moment is like, hey, I'm going to carry you through. And so from then on, that's really when I say that my relationship with the Lord um, started. I got involved in a youth group. And then when I was a sophomore in high school, I moved from Houston and moved to Tyler. I moved in with my aunt and uncle, my dad's older sister, um, just because it was a better situation for me at the time, and then lived my sophomore through senior year. And then senior year, getting ready to go into college, I really wanted to go to Baylor. But long story short, I just I didn't have a college tuition, like at all whatsoever, like that had never been um, saved for me. And my aunt and uncle just through their generosity, I remember like sitting me down senior year and I'd gotten into Baylor and they were like, hey, we'll take care of it for you. And like, oh, we'd man. love to like provide for that for you. And so I got to go to Baylor, which is just so incredible. Loved it. Would highly recommend it to anyone. <laughs> and um, from there, I, I think my Baylor experience was just kind of a whirlwind like anything in life. There were some ups, there were some downs, but overall I've really just continually seen the evidence of the Lord showing up in my life. My freshman year, um, my freshman year fall semester was really good, but my spring semester was just awful. I just felt very isolated and, and struggled with just some really intense depression during that time. And I remember I ended up working at a summer camp that summer where I met Lauren. And that was the first time that the Lord really introduced me to like community and what that looks like and how he desires that for us. And, and so I experienced a lot of healing through that and ended up getting rebaptized later 
that summer by this sweet man, sweet director. His name's Jake, and he's just incredible. And so he ended up rebaptizing me and came back to Baylor sophomore year, got super involved in my church and really wanted to challenge myself of like, I want to really go all in and I want my community just to be people that love the Lord and want to serve the Lord. And about a year later, I ended up um, meeting Jonathan, my now husband, just through serving. And I just couldn't ask for a sweeter story. And so all that being said, (laughs) say very small, quick version of my testimony, but I've just seen time and time again and again, how the Lord's just um, provided for me in the midst of just anguish and despair, but also in the midst of some really happy moments when on my mind, I'm like, there's nothing else I could want from the Lord. And he's just continually given it to me um, in his goodness. And so kind of where I'm at today is I'm currently pursuing my master's in professional counseling, which that's something that I never even thought that I'd end up doing. Um, But again, the Lord's just provided a way for me to get to be a counselor. And he's just continually put the phrase on my heart of, you just get to be the hands and feet of me and just how I've gotten to do that for you. And we'll continue to do that for you. You get to extinguish that to others as well. And so that's kind of what the Lord's been teaching me as of right now. But yeah. That's such an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. I, of course. I love how you have seen through so many different seasons and through ups and downs the way that the Lord has provided for you. Like whatever it is, if it was financial or if it was relational, like you saw him provide these things and you described it as generous. And I would love to dig into that word. Like why would you say his provision was generous instead of like, I don't know, baseline level. Like he could have just given you exactly what you needed, but what do you think it was about the way that he was showing up for you? That was so generous. I guess I've just never in anything. I attribute everything that I have in my life, like to the Lord and what he's given me. And I've never experienced God just kind of giving me what I've just needed. He's always just gone above and beyond. Like, for example, I got into like Baylor University and didn't have a college tuition at all whatsoever. And with just candidly with, because of a couple of issues, I wasn't able to apply for like certain scholarships. And for those who don't know about Baylor, I'll just break the news to you. It's a pretty wealthy, it's very expensive to go (laughs) to to Baylor. (laughs) It is very expensive school to go to. And that for whatever reason, uh, maybe the Lord just prompted on my heart, but that was my first choice. And I really wanted to go there. And he just provided a way through my aunt and uncle to say like, not even like, hey, like go to community college for two years and you can go to Baylor or do something else and go to like a state school, which honestly would have been fine as well. I believe I would have enjoyed that. But he just let me have my first choice and just gave it all to me in that way. And so I would say through that, I would say also through uh, my husband. I remember when my husband and I first started dating, I remember going through this like candidly, just this very anxious time, probably the first six months of dating. And I just remember constantly being anxious. And I was talking with my mentor and I met with her um, just about weekly. And I just remember us kind of coming to the conclusion of like, man, like you are anxious because 
the Lord's giving you what you've wanted. He's giving you more than what you've wanted. And for whatever reason, like you don't trust that. And she's like, but how cool is it that you're anxious currently because you're struggling to trust the Lord and his goodness to you, but he's still continuing to give it to you. Um, and she said that I just kind of sat back and I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, first of all, I was like, I'm so sorry, God, that I like think that you need to continue proving yourself to me because you absolutely don't. But even in the midst of that, you daily decide to just give it to me. Um, and I was like, and I can't just fathom anything more generous, um, and just kind. I feel like his generosity is just the most extreme way you can think of kindness. Like that is the Lord. Um, I was like, to put it in more simplistic terms, like he is just so, so incredibly kind, um, and grace giving. And so that's kind of how he's revealed to me, just his generosity. That's beautiful. It's that extravagant kindness that it just it goes so far above and beyond what we think is reasonable but when we remember like there's so many places in scripture that talks about the abundance of his riches and glory and I mean I'm thinking of Ephesians and Colossians when it's just talking about his total abundance and it's not God doesn't have this abundance so that we would like desire it and never get it he has all this abundance and riches to be able to give it to us as his children like I think it's his great joy to like dish out extravagantly this kindness and abundance and generosity and when you were talking Clara I was reminded of this verse in Ephesians 3 Uh, Verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I was just reminded of that verse of like, when we're talking about the generosity of God, it's it's not just above the baseline. It's not just above the minimum expected or what what we just kind of need to get by. It's it's immeasurably more than we can ask or even imagine. Like more than we can even dream is what he gives us. And I think your two very practical examples of first of all, God providing a way financially for you to go to Baylor and then seeing all the fruit from your years at Baylor um, and then providing that godly community that kind of brought you um, into greater healing, including meeting your husband. Like what a gift. Um, I would, I would uh, wager to say that that was probably more than what you imagined God would do for you. So Yes, for sure. I, um, I remember when just this point, like junior year where truly like some of the prayers that I had been praying in high school, because high school was just, it was a difficult time for me. I just candidly, I didn't really have a super strong community and I really didn't experience that until I got to college. But something that I prayed about for, for sure my senior year. And I think starting my sophomore, junior year of high school, was just this continual prayer of um, just community. And then I remember this point junior year where I was driving home from church one night 
And it was like Sunday night and I'd finished like volunteering for something. And that was like Sunday nights drive home were like, those were the designated times for me where I'm like, I just love talking to God, like late at night, like it was just so sweet and fun. And I remember <laughs> um, getting to just spend time with the Lord and was just literally talking in my car and talking to God. And I remember I was just, I started listing off like the people that he'd like put in my life. Um, I'm pretty sure I said your name more. And I was just praying for um, just all my friends. And I remember saying my husband's name because a prayer that I had was, God, like, will you just, I remember specifically saying this prayer in high school, like, God, it's okay if you don't give me like a husband or anything like that in like college or later on in life. I was like, but please just put like godly guys around me that I can just like at least be friends with. And I remember saying Jonathan's name and just being like, God, like, thank you for giving me Jonathan. And I remember saying like, God, I pray that you just like bless his life. We're still just friends with him at this point. And I was like, and I, in some way, yeah, (laughs) literally, I was like, God, like in some way, I was like, I really hope I get to know him like past college. But if not, like, thank you for just letting him be a part of like my community now. And I literally talked about it during our vows on our wedding day. I was like, God gave me such a small yes that I viewed as such a big yes then to give me an even greater yes later. And that like that yes is still being answered because I mean, obviously I'm with him every single day. And so (laughs) it was like, pray the big prayers, even if you don't think they're that big, because more than likely, like God will answer them. I think sometimes we can be in this mindset of like, you know, well, God, if it's your will or God, if you say no, like that's okay as well. And while I think that those can be good things to say. I think sometimes we forget that like God desires to say yes. Like the only time he says no, if it is like harmful to you in some way. But I think like specifically like in conversations with a lot of um, girls, whether it's friends or girls that I've discipled, I just hear this constant theme of like, well, God, like, you know, if you want me to have like a husband, like I just pray that you'll give it to me at some point in life. And I just always tell them of like, Hey, like, marriage is great. Marriage is wonderful. Like you will be great if you have it and great if you don't. But also like, if that is the desire of your heart, like, I don't think that it's God's will to want to hold that against you. It's like, he loves to say yes. And so pray to God as if you believe that. I think sometimes we just kind of assume, well, well, maybe God's going to say no to this. And I think we forget like, no, God loves to say yes. And that doesn't mean that we just get to assume that everything we ask, that it's a yes, but that does mean that we get to ask and be hopeful for that and expectant of it, you know? I think that's such a good point that I don't feel like we're discipled into that much. At least (laughs) I don't know if I was, and I don't think that's anyone's fault, but I think it's something that I realized as I was on the journey of making faith my own, you know what I mean? And like just the idea that God... I I love how you put it. He desires to say yes. Like he's not one who withholds from us. He's a really good God and he's a good father and he loves to give us good gifts and he loves to pour out that extravagant abundance and blessing because you're right. It's, it's in his nature to be generous and it's in his nature to do the things for us that are, that are good for us. And I think it's, so crucial that we have an understanding of this this heart of God to 
to be generous with us because if we don't understand that, then we do think that he's withholding from us and that he doesn't actually desire good things for us. But I think what you said is so, it's so important to remember of like, if he's saying no, it's because one, his timing's better (laughs) or two, uh, his plan is better than our, you know, human minded plans or what's that scripture in Isaiah? It says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. Like we, we can't comprehend, but I love how in your story, you got, you, you had the choice to trust him when you were praying all these things with him. And he took you from a place of trusting God and being alone with him mm-hmm. to him providing all the things that you've asked for in abundance and I just think what a beautiful example of us unashamedly and confidently going before the throne of God and asking for what we desire and it's mm-hmm. like I'm just picturing the father's delight as he's listening to you share your desires and your heart with him and like I'm just picturing him listening to you pray to him. And <laughs> he was in shotgun in the car that he's night. He's shotgun and he's like listening to you. I, I see him like giggling and being like, yeah, okay, I love hearing your heart. And in his mind, he's like, you have no idea what I have yeah. in store for you. Like I actually have all these things for you and the way that I'm going to give them to you and the timing that I'm going to give them to you is better than you can ask or imagine or think and I, it's just like and now you're living in the fulfilled promise and I, I love I love that visual yeah I think too like just your mindset with prayer of like he desires to give us good gifts shows like the mindset of a child of God and I think a lot of time in culture right now that we kind of have like a like a like a slave mindset, like we have to earn the love of God. Like we have to earn, we have mm-hmm. to earn, we have to earn. Like we have to beg. But like I was reminded while you were talking of Matthew seven eleven that says like <laughs> if you then if you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to ask? Wait, good things to those who ask Him. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so scriptural too, and it's so the heart of God that like He wants to answer our prayers. Like He wants to have a conversation with us first, but like. Like, it's like you said, like, he delights to say yes. Yeah. And I think, like, something, (laughs) it's kind of funny, something that I did the night before I turned 20, because for whatever reason, I was so sad that I was about to enter my 20s and leave my teenage (laughs) years behind. (laughs) Literally an hour before midnight, I, like, took out this, like, notebook that I had and, like, wrote down everything, like, good, bad, positive, negative things that I perceived in my life that had happened like within the last year. And <laughs> I just remember like me being in my feels and just looking over that and then just feeling like incredibly overwhelmed of like, oh my gosh, like this is from age 10 to now 20 years old. Like look at how much has happened. And I remember writing down like, okay, like this is I've written down like what's happened from ages like 10 to 20. Now let me write down what I want to happen from like ages 20 to 30. And I had like this list of like goals or like experiences that I hope like happen for me. Um, and some of them were like things that I knew like word willing, like more than likely they were going to happen, like graduating um, and getting to like 
just graduate from Baylor and go off and pursue a career. Um, but I remember like some of them was like ministry tied. And I remember saying something about like wanting to have like a family and a husband and kids. Um, and I remember just kind of writing all of it down and being like, Oh my gosh, like how sweet. And then I remember kind of forgetting about the list, finding it a year later and seeing like all that the Lord had already said yes to. And so I then like challenged myself of like, okay, like what are the things that the Lord like hasn't said yes to like yet? Um, or that he's maybe given me a different answer than I thought he would at least currently. Um, and just continuing to like give him that in prayer. And so my challenge to myself still, and honestly to y'all or anyone else um, listening is genuinely like write a list and like mark the date and then look back in a year and like see what it is that like he's said yes to and see the things that you perceive him saying no to what he's giving you instead because he doesn't just say it no and then just not give you anything or just keep you stagnant like that's not his nature and so I just I just encourage y'all to do that it's been it's something that I still have to challenge myself to do now but I've never regret it every single year it's life-changing that's it's so cool what like what a practical tool you know like what a great method (laughs) to look back and it's a record of your history with God and it's a record Mm -hmm. of his faithfulness and it's a record of his generosity and abundance and I think as humans we get so caught up in our circumstances you know and and we get so caught up in our our narrow our narrow view but when we when we <laughs> look back at our history with God and we see that his nature has not changed and then we remember oh right he's the same yesterday today and forever his nature will not change i think that stirs so much faith in us to continue to persevere and have endurance and I think it just built our faith to um even more trust in in this supernatural God who is so big and yet so personal like he really does have his hand over our lives and it's just I think we sometimes forget that and we're just like kind of living our lives but when we realize oh man, like I am not in control. And that's actually a really good thing because (laughs) look at the history that God has built with me. Like, you know, in spite of me, God has still done all of this. And, um, and he longs to continue to do that. What a beautiful challenge. Thank you for that. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, the book actually talks about like writing things down and I take us there, Lauren. Yeah. Habakkuk (laughs) too. Like what you're saying is so biblical. Um, but, uh, I like, I'm an awful journaler, but when I do journal, I always see the fruit from it and I'm always, um, encouraged and also like, yeah, reminded to do it when I read through this verse in Habakkuk but basically Habakkuk the guy is just like like complaining to God and he's like what do I do how do I do it like I feel like you've said all this and then the Lord's reply to him is write my answers plainly on tablets so that the runner can carry the correct message to others this Mm -hmm. vision is for a future time and it describes the end and it will be fulfilled if it seems slow in coming wait patiently for it will surely take place and it will not be delayed Mm -hmm. and I'm just always reminded to write like when you write things down, there's just like a way for your heart and soul to like remember it in a different 
way. And like words are just precious to God too. And so, AKA the Psalms, like that's literally David's like <laughs> letters and reminders and laments to God. And so it's just like one of those like skills that like take a lot of, I think, practice to cultivate. But like when you do, like there's such a reward for it. And like just getting to count on his generosity. Well, I think it's even um, just, well, first of all, I need to like go back and like read that book of the Bible now because <laughs> I was like, I don't remember reading that. <laughs> You're welcome. Gonna, that's my new like study plan. I love the um, minor for right now. But um, like it's just in all honesty, like I say that. And one of the reasons why I continue doing that is because I still find myself in moments like struggling to like trust the Lord. And I would say that like, I do have a lot of trust in the Lord, but I still find myself short in more moments than I'd like to admit. And I still candidly just about, if not every single day, like have to tell the Lord, like in my confession to him of like, Lord, like I doubt you in this though, even though like you're continuing to like give this to me, or even though you haven't maybe given it to me in the way that I would have hoped for now at this point, like I know that you are. And I know that like, you will. I was like, but Lord, like, I'm just, I'm just struggling to trust you. And the Lord's one just continually put on my heart of like, I think I sometimes feel guilty and sad and almost shameful about that at times. Cause I'm like, I shouldn't struggle with this at this point. Like I, I literally just told all of, like, I just told everyone listening, like, this is how the Lord's like shown me just his goodness in life. And yet I still have trouble just trusting in him and I hate that. And I think the Lord's reminded me time and time again of like, hey, I'm not mad at you. Um, I'm not mad at you for still struggling with that. Like, I love you and I'm just going to continue showing up for you. Um, and something that the Lord's like continually reminded me of and why I think he wants us to ask him the big prayers or what we deem as big prayers and ask in our mind is because like, I think it's like Hebrews, it's either Hebrews three or Hebrews 11 that just talks about like hope and how hope in the Lord is assured. And I think like at the end of the day, like God desires to give us yes, one, because like he obviously just loves us extravagantly, but also like part of his love in that is he wants us to have all the more like assurance in him. And I think that's something that the Lord's like still teaching me like now, like as someone who's like seen his faithful yet and faithfulness and yet sometimes still struggles. Like I just have to confess of like, I still have to ask the Lord every single day. Like, God, will you just, even though I don't deserve to ask you to show up for me, like, God, will you just show up for me in this moment, please? And he always, obviously, like he, he's always the same. So he always does it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's his, it's his great love for you. To keep showing up for you. Like, I mean, you can even think about it in, in a relational context. If your best friend, if your spouse, or if, I don't know, your kid, if you if they fail you, you don't love them any less. Or if they're, like, struggling to trust that what you say is good, you're still going to be like, no, no, this is good. Like, watch, watch. Like, I'll, I am going to show up for you. I'm going to continue to prove myself to you out of my love for you. Like, it's it's that relational aspect of God to not just be like, oh, you <laughs> you are certainly going to trust me. Well, then, sorry, I'm going to withdraw my goodness from you. No way. Yeah. That's like not that's not his character. It's it's you're clear what you're talking about, I think, is part of being human and part yeah. of the sanctification process of God is saying, 
I'm a good leader. I will gently lead you, and I will continue to show up for you, and I will continue to prove myself to you, even though you're not a perfect human. But guess what? He's not expecting us to be perfect. He's never expected perfection. That is why Jesus had to come. And thank you, God, that you sent Jesus to be the perfect sacrifice and to be the perfect one where we could not so that we could we could still meet with God while we're here on earth and walk in the fullness of life, in the abundance of life that he promises in what, John 10? Mm-hmm. John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus oh, no. said that I have come that you may have life and life abundantly or life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. What you got, Lauren? I just like that verse. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. But just it's just the idea like, man, God, he's not going to give up on us if we're still struggling in X, Y, or Z. Like for you, maybe it's trust. For me, it's fear. For someone else, it's something else, you know. But God is so good and generous with his time and attention. and he's He's not giving up on us. And that's just... It's so beautiful. Yeah. And I think that like some of that is because like when I think of like the Lord just kind of sitting with me and I'm asking him all these things and he's like, oh, clear, like you have no idea, like all that I have like in store for you. Like I feel so confident that 10 times out of 10 that I'm sitting with the Lord and I'm giving him all of like my grievances and just all of the things that are just on my mind um, that he's just just the loving God, like literally I just picture him just like sitting with me and being like, yeah, like tell me more. And then at the very end of all that being like, yeah, like totally valid, but also I'm going to show up for you. Like, just, just wait and see. Um, like it's just, it's beautiful. And I think that something that I have now after walking through certain seasons, like with the Lord, like if I could look back on a few years ago and look back at like that really anxious time, um, in my life and just see like how the Lord was going to just calm my anxieties. Um, and just once again, prove himself to me, I would say like, man, like clearly like you have nothing to be worried about. Um, and I think that sometimes we forget that we don't have yet the perspective that the Lord has. Um, but as we continue walking with him, I think he desires again, like desires in his generosity to give us that perspective that he has. Like I have so much perspective looking back at all these things in life and I can look back and see so clearly like, okay, like the Lord clearly put me through this and this so I could interact with this person and have this conversation with them or do X, Y, and Z. And there are certain things now that I don't know why the Lord's put me through other things, but I do walk in the hope and the assurance of one day, like I will see the completion of it, whether it is on this earth or whether it is just with my father in heaven, like he promises to give me that perspective. Yeah. You know? He's trustworthy, so we can trust his promises. Yeah. Even when when we don't see them fulfilled yet. Like it's, I think so much of the Christian life is we're we're half in, half out. Like we're walking Mm -hmm. in promises assured. Like in one way, we are walking in those promises every day. And still, as the bride of Christ, we have this holy longing and anticipation for the completeness to come, for Jesus to come back, and for everyone to be unified under the Son of God, right? And in Mm -hmm. heaven, when we're going to 
it's going to be perfection and completeness and beauty more than we can even imagine. So, yeah, it's such a good point. Such a good point. I am... I wanted to ask you, Clara, as you've been reflecting on the generosity of God and on his kindness and his abundance, um, how has that transformed the way that you relate to him today? Even though he was showing you this like in a different season, and I know you go you go back to it and you think about it, but how does it change how has it changed your day to day walk with God? I think like, in all honesty, something that I really struggle with that I've struggled with more intensely the last few years, um, is just some pretty heavy anxiety. Like I wake up some mornings and just feel very anxious and sometimes I can pinpoint it and sometimes I can't pinpoint it. Um, and I remember like yesterday morning is a morning that I woke up just feeling, um, really anxious. And I remember, sitting on the floor and then, um, getting down to just like kneel and then just spend time praying to God. And I just remember like literally just saying out loud, um, like God, like I, like I need you to take away like my anxiety in this moment or in some way, please just help me with it. And I was like, and I, I know you can. Um, and maybe, maybe it was a little, I don't know, prideful of me, but I just like, I literally was just sitting there and I was like, I know you can. And so I'm asking you to, because I have the confidence that you can. I was like, so please take it away. It's Um, a childlike confidence because you know your position mm -hmm. in Christ. Yeah. Yes. And so I think like, um, I still certain things that he's still bringing me through, um, that I still struggle with. Like my day to day does not look, you know, lovely 24 seven. Um, but in the moments, I think I just have truly like more of a confidence, even more of a confidence than I did, um, a few months ago. Like I remember, um, stepping in to marriage and just super excited, but also just like, oh my gosh, like I, I have no idea like what's going to come like in the next year or years to come, or even in like the next like few weeks. And there were so many things, um, and still are candidly that I was just, nervous about, um, or just didn't trust the Lord on. And he's just like literally every single day, um, shown me that and just show me how he has nothing but goodness. And so I think at least at this point in life, I think like something that the Lord's just given me is just that confidence. Um, and again, I think it comes from, I've seen the assurance that he wants to give. And so because of that, if I've seen it and I've experienced it and his word literally tells me that then I should be walking in confidence. And I don't think that confidence doesn't mean um, that you can't ever doubt, but I think that it does mean that in the midst of that doubt, you know that the confidence that you have in the Lord will always supersede that. Yeah. And so. That's a really great distinction. (laughs) So good. I love that confidence that, man, even, even as you're going through hard things, we can still be confident in the character of God and we can still be confident in the promises of God. And like we can look back on our history with God and bolster our confidence. Like we can be like, oh, if I'm not feeling as confident today, let me remember what he's gone back and done. And that's why testimonies are so powerful. So yeah, so beautiful. 
Yeah, Clara, as we start to come to the end of our amazing conversation, we are curious if you would be willing to pray for the listeners. Um, yeah. Just like the revelation that you've had that you stand in confidence before God and that he is generous and loving. And we'd love for of you course. to close that. Yeah. Love to pray. Um, Father, I just thank you just for this time of just getting to be, even in this moment, God, just getting to be in community and fellowship um, with your people, God, and not just for the people talking, God, but to the people that will listen to this as well. Um, God, I just thank you for opportunities where we just get to marvel at the beauty of you. And I just praise you for that. And God, I just pray for everyone who listens to this, God. I pray that this speaks to them where they're at in this moment, God, not because of anything um, that any of us have said during the last little bit here, God, um, but just because of you speaking through us, God. I pray that people listening to this, they just hear you and not us. Um, and God, I just pray for people that are struggling just in the daily human things of life, God, um, and are struggling just in confidence with you, God, or just maybe in their minds, they haven't just received or seen that generosity from you, God. God, will you just um, show them? God, will you just show up for them like you always will and always do, God, because your word promises that. Um, will you just continue to show up for them, God, and just reveal yourself to them, God. Reveal yourself more to all of us, God, myself included, um, just in ways that we never even thought were possible. In your holy name, amen. Amen. <laughs> now to him who's able, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Clara, thank you so much for joining us today. It was an honor to have you on our podcast. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that, as always, you are encouraged that as children of God, you are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the Father and receive the extravagant blessings He has in store for you. Come back next week to learn more about the nature, character, and values of God. Mm-hmm.